were all woken up to somebody screaming at the top of their voice, get out of here, you thieving son of a bleep, (laughs) and some other descriptive expletives. This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, where we talk to athletes, adventurers, and business owners from around the world of adventure sports. Whether you're climbing Mount Everest, starting a bike shop, or getting up off your couch to take your kids hiking for the first time, we want you to have the motivation and inspiration you need to chase that next adventure. The Adventure Sports Podcast is brought to you by Camp Crate, the leaders in fully planned self-guided backpacking adventures, as well as backpacking gear rental. You can check them out at campcrate.net. So if you don't remember, back in early March, we talked to Jeremiah Foos, who was just getting ready to start his Appalachian Trail through hike attempt. And today we're catching up with him at the halfway point. He's literally halfway through the trail already. I know that was like four months ago, but it's crazy how time flies. And, you know, he had to quit his job. He had to sell a bunch of stuff. He had a lot to get ready when we first talked to him. He's already halfway done you're going to hear what it's been like for him, what's happened. So many things have happened, crazy, life-changing stuff. And I know the Appalachian Trail is on a lot of your bucket lists. And if you're not familiar with it, it's like a 2,200-mile hiking route uh, from Georgia to Maine. And it's internationally known. And Jeremiah credits it, credits it a lot, the inspiration to do it, uh, based on, in a lot of ways, listening to this show for quite a few years. Um so be careful if you listen to this show. It might might give you ideas to do some crazy stuff and to quit your life as you know it, which I know sounds awesome to a lot of you, <laughs> uh, myself included. So today, just catching up with Jeremiah. Congratulations again, Jeremiah, if you're listening. Keep up the good work, and we're looking forward to hear your review and how it went after you did the whole thing. Anyway, happy July 1st. And thank you so much to our wonderful sponsors, Athletic Brewing, which is the makers of incredible non-alcoholic craft beer. There's a thousand reasons why you would not want alcohol in your craft beer. And if training and diet is something that is important to you, but you still love the taste, give them a shot. Link in the show notes. Also, CS Instant Coffee, makers of 100% Arabica Instant Coffee in single-serve packets. You can take it with you on the Appalachian Trail. All right, here is the interview. Uh, you know, it hasn't felt that, like, like that long for us that aren't on an adventure, but for you, I bet it feels like a year ago. It, it feels like a lifetime. <laughs> That is so awesome, man. So I don't even know where to start. So you are right now halfway through the Appalachian Trail, correct? Yes. Well, uh, kind of. We're, I think it's 50. Harper's Ferry is considered the halfway point, but it's actually 50 miles short of the actual halfway point. Okay. Okay. uh, If that makes sense. Yes. So, it, but it, it's probably what, like, just the best town to kind of have the official halfway point for resupply yes. or all that. Yeah. Yes, and it's where the Appalachian Trail Coalition is. 
Oh, perfect. Wow. Okay. Awesome. So, so when we first talked to you, you had this hesitation. You were was concerned about physical shape. You you still had gear to get and you were, you know, apprehensive. You had to quit your job and you're trying to sell your truck. Um, what was it like from, from when we st- last talked to you to when you got on the trail? It has been an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a much better idea of what gear works and doesn't work. Uh, but it's all been a learning process out here. There is no amount of preparation you can do to be prepared for to do this. My big three equipment is still the same. Everything else has been adjusted. I've gone through two or three different uh, reiterations of my uh, water filter system. Food is... <laughs> food has been an adventure <laughs> in I believe itself. It, man. I've, I've seen i've followed i've been following you and i can tell i'm like oh he's eating good today because i see about 10 pictures of the food <laughs> yes <laughs> it's exciting when you get into town and can get a burger or something and and that is one piece of advice i've got for people that haven't done this before don't overplan your food mm. i do not mom just brought some food that i had bought before the trail and i looked at it and went yuck <laughs> really yes just getting tired of the same thing yes and what is that like backpacker food or something hey it's uh, it's oh man it's one of the freeze-dried meals um or some of them that i've been looking at and i just i don't want it anymore what do you want well there are some other freeze-dried meals that are good i've just gotten sick of the stuff i ordered Before I took off on the trail, I ordered, I don't know, 300 or more dollars worth of food uh, from the big three freeze-dried meal companies. And I just don't want, I've ate so much of it, I don't want it anymore. Yeah, no, I get it, man. I mean, it's, you know, most people that are eating that is probably just for like a weekend here and there. When you're Mm -hmm. eating it every day, man, it's going to get old. (laughs) Yes, and I've not even been eating it every day. I just ate a lot of it. Ah, I see. I see. All right. So, so you feel like you got, you got a better understanding of what you really need and what you don't need. Um, yes. And I believe you started with your uncle, correct? Yes, I did. What happened there? Uh, well, he had some health problems. It made for a very adventurous first five days. I think we started off, we did a man, eight mile day dropped to a four or five mile day. And the third day, I think, one, two, three, fourth day. We got up the ne- that morning and I looked at him and I said, man, we can zero right here if you want. He, he was looking, he, he was not looking good. And we made it two miles. Oh, man. And yeah, and he was starting to get dizzy climbing hills. He was starting to get lightheaded. And I, I pulled out my AWOL guide and I looked at the uh, elevation chart and I was like, man, we're not. In my head, I was like, we're not going to make it over the next hill. Good so, gracious. And that's the one thing you got a lot of are hills. Yeah. And it wasn't even a big hill. It was just he was having that hard a time. And thank God I had downloaded um, Gaia and had downloaded the maps for it. I pulled up a topo map, and there was a gravel road just over the hill. We uh, uh, bushwhacked across over to that gravel road. And again, thank God it was a road that was open to cars. Oh man. 
So what happened? You had to get him out of there? He was so tired by the time we hit that gravel road that I went to help him take his pack off, and he went to one, he went to a knee. What what was it? Just just you know overworked or or, or what? Maybe possibly, but he also has a, something is pressing on a nerve in his back. Then I guess it won't let him oxygen get to his legs. Or it's just, I'm not really sure on the specifics, but uh, he his legs. He was just losing power in his legs or losing strength. Dang, yeah, probably probably pretty big shock to the body. Yes, we were really like we had been there five minutes and a guy came along and thank god he stopped uh, and he took us into town he went way out of his way to take us into town man so so how did that make you feel you know saying we're so early into this and now plans are changed so much what what, what were what was going through your head um at first concern for him right and then i you know it was concerned for him at first and then i had to rethink how i was going to hike yeah did that make you question continuing yourself or were you no. enjoying it okay no, no i uh, i had always uh, when i planned it to begin with i'd planned on going by myself so true true so your uncle goes and you you, you start taking off alone what was that feeling like the first day alone i made a big mistake <laughs> <laughs> okay I fell in with a group of people, and they were in better shape than me, but I enjoyed the conversation so much I pushed myself. That night, I my entire body cramped. I was exhausted that night, um, but, you know, it, it wasn't anything I couldn't recover from. Uh, I got up the next morning and took off. And no big, no real big deal, just a little bit of pain on my part. Uh, luckily, I didn't injure myself. Yeah, man, no kidding. My goodness. Um, so, man, I, you know, I, I've been following you, and you mm -hmm. are making great progress. You share a lot, which I enjoy and I appreciate. I'm sure the people around you do as well. What is, you know, you, you get on the trail. What, when did it start to really feel, or does it feel like, oh, man, this this was an awesome decision. This was what I really needed to do. <sighs> It felt that way immediately. It was <laughs> the trail. The trail has become about the people for me. I, you know, I've I've heard stories about everybody having this big life changing experience, and you know, they learn so much about themselves. And I have, but it's the people I've met out here has been awesome. I've uh, I've not had so much of a life changing experience as just I've met a lot of good people and enjoyed myself. And been able to help several others along. What do you mean by that? There's been a, a couple that I've been able to help along uh, emotionally, spiritually. Coming out of Hot Springs, met a, uh, started a, as I left out, two others hiked at, left out. I kind of had hiked with one of them before, so I fell in with them. <laughs> the girl was new to this and was having a bad time. She was, well, the third day she was done she was going to come off the trail and well she's made it here <laughs> wow we've hiked together for 700 miles now holy cow y'all are yep. like trail family we are um uh, uh, april 9th our family formed 
<laughs> oh, that's uh, awesome, man. Started off with five of us. Started off with five of us. There's four of us now. It's it's been great. So what is that what is that experience like now having people that are with you every day? It's different because you have to take everybody into account and it's not just about you. If somebody's having a bad day, you have to slow down or do something to accommodate that. I mean, you guys have seen so much in the last few months. You know, for us, just living normal life, you have had experiences you probably never thought you'd have, first of all. Um, yes. What, what, do you, what can you say to someone who might be, you know, wanting an experience like this but haven't tried it or don't know what to do, or like how to get out there? You being halfway through, what would you say? Do your research and do it. It's, I mean, you have to, you have to, as, as much as you have to actually do it to get your gear and ever know what you want out of it. You have to have a little bit of knowledge going in about what works. Um, and I used several gear outfitters to guide me with what gear to buy, but save up money and do it. It's worth it. Appalachian Trail, I think you average crossing a road every four miles. Okay. So so you've got ways of, if something happens, you've got ways of getting out off the trail. Uh, through northern Georgia, North Carolina, Tennessee, Verizon is by far the best cell phone carrier to have. I went days without cell phone service with AT&T. <laughs> well. Uh, yeah, AT and T users are probably used to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it is a lot more physical than I thought it was going to be. I thought growing up in Eastern Kentucky that I would I would be okay. No, most of the first start of the trail, you're going to do something like four to five thousand feet of elevation gain a day. You'll you'll walk along a ridge line and drop and come back up, drop and come back up. Beats you down, huh? It it, it can wear you out. How has the weather been for you? <laughs> that was why I was getting ready. I, I've been unbelievably blessed with good weather. Uh, several weeks ago, my raincoat had something. It started leaking bad, and I hadn't been rained on so long. I looked at new ones, and nah, I'm not going to spend that $100. <laughs> right, right. The next, the, the next day, I got soaked. The mountains in southern or in Georgia are cold. I thought I was going overprepared for the cold and i had just enough and what was that early on or is that still the case now no early on um i was seeing below 20 days in georgia i and i went i knew what the weather was at home in kentucky i went i'll be further south there's no way it'll get that cold Mm, no it did (laughs) (laughs) oh man oh man Uh, and it and it might have been colder. I was uh, very few hikers carry a thermometer, but yeah. I know I saw. I woke up one morning to fourteen degrees. Good gracious! Yeah, and just going on that, I w- it got down around that cold several times. That's rough. Mm-hmm. And don't send your everything home in June. We got had a cold spell and it dropped. And I was really glad I still had my puffy. Right, right. Yeah, man. I, I tell you what, that trail is pretty cold. I I did a little bit of it uh, over a break in college, and 
I said, I'm so cold, the next town we go through, I am buying a down jacket, a puffy. It was the first one I ever bought, and thankfully they were half off. And I had that thing for like eight years before I totally ruined it. So <laughs> that trail can be very cold for sure. I'm I'm probably going to replace my puffy while I'm up here. I'm close to a Columbia outlet store, so I can get them for cheap. I've lost enough weight that... Uh, my puffy is a size maybe more too big for me. Wow, man. So how, how much weight do you think you've lost? 50 plus. Oh, wow. 50 pounds. Me and my pack are now, me and my pack now weigh less than what I did without my pack on when I started. <laughs> Congratulations. How does that feel? <laughs> Great. Yeah, you feel. I mean, you feel good. You feel, I mean, I know you're wore out probably all the time, but you feel good. I, I'm. I feel better. I, I feel a lot better. Uh, I, I have more energy. It's. Uh, I'd like to lose another twenty, but uh, I'm not going to complain about what I've lost. But you know, I started at 270. Uh, me and my pack when I took off for a total of like 310. Wow! Wow! I didn't. I yeah. didn't know that, man. Yes. You know, I'm looking at pictures of you, and boy, you have slimmed down, man. You you probably mm-hmm. probably feel great. I do, and the, the problem is you have to keep pushing, so I'm still tired. Right. Uh, well, yeah, you're pro- but you're probably going farther than you did the first few weeks, you know, yes. and feel better each day, I'm sure. I am, and uh, the last couple of weeks i've had something has been draining my energy i don't know if i'm not getting enough food or if i'm not getting the right food or if it's vitamins or what but i'll figure it out you know this trail it's you know imagining it beforehand has got to be you know one thing but actually going through is a totally different thing and i hear Mm -hmm. a lot about the culture around the appalachian trail do you have a trail name Yep. Bullfrog. Bullfrog. All right. Yep. Part that's part of the culture is getting a name and everyone kind of knows you by that. What what have you found do, do you enjoy that part of the the trail, all the culture around the Appalachian Trail? I love the culture around the Appalachian Trail. Uh it's I it's crossed my mind to get uh, save up the money and start a hostel here somewhere. It, it it's it's a addict not addicting. It's infectious just how ingrained the people are along that trail like i said i've only spent a week on it and just that was like wow this is a totally different world i would love to be involved with this it's so i don't know it's so exciting to be a part of i I wish the rest of the world was like what most of the culture around the trail is there is no need to worry out there if you're around other through hackers you you'll be okay it's a tight-knit community huh well, I, uh, early on, I think they were—they were either both in the Smokies, or one was in the Smokies, one was outside of. There was two different women that hurt themselves. Uh, I think one broke her ankle. Uh, talked to one hiker that carried her to a shelter where the rangers could pick her up the next day. I have heard of the other one wasn't as bad, but other through hikers split up her gear and carried her gear out while somebody helped her out. If there's been four or five times that a hiker's needed food and it's here, take mine. 
and, it, and it's not even um, through the Smokies. Two of us were going into Gatlinburg to resupply, and one was running a little short of money, and he didn't want to. He wanted to get through the Smokies before he did. Me and the other one just emptied our food bag, said, here, take what you need. Wow. Athletic Brewing is pioneering non-alcoholic craft beer. Yeah, I said non-alcoholic craft beer. And there's a number of reasons you might want to do that. Whether you're training for an event, which a lot of our listeners are, or you know, if, you, if you're babysitting and don't want to be drunk in case something happens. I mean, stuff happens, but you still want to sit down and enjoy the game and have a beer. This is an incredible option for a full-flavored, full-bodied beer. Each can is only 50 to 70 calories with IPA, golden ale, stouts, and tons of seasonal offerings. Athletic Brewing is a great option if you want that craft brewery taste, uh, but not deal with the effects of alcohol itself. Uh, If you'd like to save 15% on your first order, go to athleticbrewing.com and use the code ADVENTURE at checkout. You know, it seems like a wonderful community, and and it has this history to it that uh that is probably all along the trail and in, in lore and and uh, mystery that's kind of in those very thick thick appalachian mountains it it could be but and there is that but there is it's also a multinational community um multiple people from australia i leapfrogged with another guy that was from australia oh god australia new zealand this year, that seems like there's a lot of people out here from Germany, and everybody out here looks out for each other, for the most part. Right, right. Uh, we, like with everybody, we've got people that are not quite as nice, but there's not many. Right. I've heard of I've heard of some thefts, but my cell phone, and my wallet are the two big things that would hurt my feelings if they got stolen. And most of the time at the shelters, they're in my boot and unguarded and i just i don't worry about it what do you yeah I, you know I, my little time like i said i spent i did meet some some strange people but they were all you did have this strange ability to trust them because even though they were quirky you you knew they were good people yes and i'm sure you see a lot of that oh yeah uh i'm hiking with a father and son and the son is 14, and he, the dad has said multiple times that he has met maybe one or two people out here that he wouldn't feel comfortable leaving his son with. Wow. Yep. Yeah, and that speaks, I mean, for everyone listening, that it, it is obviously anyone going to just, you know, quit everything in life and go hike a trail for six months ain't normal, but yes. they do have these qualities about them when you get to know them, they're... Uh, Wonderful people, wonderful group of people, and I'm so glad mm-hmm. that you are you you you're seeing that, and it'll have an eternal impact on you, man. It will. It it already has. Now I know that this is a uh, sensational, and I know that uh, um, it's rare, but you guys you were pretty close to a, a murder that happened on the trail not not long ago, a few months back. Is that right? We were. Three days ahead of it. Oh my goodness! We had spent. I'm. I'm still not really sure exactly where it happened. We were there three or four nights before. Yeah. Wow, man. It, yeah. It, it was some Appalachian Trail hikers, and some guy just 
seemed like it had a breakdown. You can read the story. We won't get into it much here, but he was mentally ill. He was schizophrenic and delusional from what I hear. And he had been arrested earlier in the year and there were efforts made to get him off the trail, but he came back and yeah, he, he approached a group of four, two of them got away uh, completely unhurt and two, well, one was hospitalized and one was killed, unfortunately. Now, did that news kind of resonate throughout the trail? Of course. Um, if it made people more watchful, definitely. And there any weird activity this year has it, it's gone up and down the telegraph like crazy. I can imagine, man, with so many more people hiking and the ability to communicate being greater, I'm sure news travels so much quicker than it did even you know, five, six years ago on the trail. And, you know, there's several face, uh, social media groups that stuff gets posted to. So right, of course. it makes it easier for hikers to share news. That's probably the biggest bad news that's happened. I'm sure. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's, I've, I've heard of several people getting their stuff stolen. I'm trying to remember if that was this year that the woman had her pack stolen just before trail days and I, from what I hear, the people at Trail Days replaced her pack, uh, replaced her equipment. There again, I have before bears really became an issue. Before they come out of hibernation and moved higher in, higher in elevation, I'd leave my pack laying on the side of the trail. Uh, I did probably a mile side trail once, and my pack and trekking poles were on the side of the AT. And no issues. I didn't even think about it. Like we've been talking about the culture along the trail, the mindset along the trail is something we could use so much more in, in uh, normal life. I remember thinking in college, just the way the lifestyle was thinking we got to carry this on into normal life. But, but when you're out here, you realize it's hard to do when you get back. <laughs> it, it is, but it could be, there is no privacy out here. Uh, the best privacy, you, the only privacy you can get staying in the tent, but the people that shelter, I'm used to sleeping shoulder to shoulder with people. That you probably don't even know. Nope. <laughs> well, no a lot of them now, but early on I was sleeping, like I said, shoulder to shoulder with people. I had no clue who they were. Now, is that something you wouldn't have done maybe before this trip? Um, I don't think I would have been as comfortable with it, but I got comfortable with it pretty quick. And I've I've sheltered up until the mosquitoes got bad enough that I wanted some I wanted to get in out away from them. But yeah, uh, there was one place in the Smokies the roof was leaking, and so everybody squeezed in, and three of us were touching. We were sleeping so close. <laughs> Man, the the adventures that you have. So, so tell us a story. What's what's been something that uh, you'll never forget that's happened out there during your time hiking? Oh God so many it's hard to pick one. <laughs> oh, i believe it the the day the food bag got stolen oh yeah. Bear. <laughs> yeah that sounds interesting <laughs> i would have swore the food bag was hung perfectly pct style which theoretically bear there's no way the bear should have been able to get to it <laughs> and it may have been a little close to the trunk but i wouldn't have thought so uh, five, the owner of the food bag gets up early in the morning, something like five o'clock in the morning, just before daylight. We're all woken up to somebody screaming at the top of their voice, 
get out of here, you thieving son of a bleep. <laughs> and some other descriptive expletives. The guy had come up on the bear eating his food. I bet that'll make you mad out there when food is so uh, precious. Well, it was that was also my first bear encounter. Me and another guy went and was trying to chase the bear away because my food was hanging right next to this guy's food. Um, it's interesting when two full-grown men are standing throwing rocks at a black bear and it won't go away. Oh, my gosh. I think a couple more people showed up and it finally backed away long enough for me to get my food. It finally went away, but it it didn't want to. And the next night, from what I hear, there was four bears there. At that particular shelter, I've heard stories after we went through the the backpackers left their food in the shelter and just chased the bears off all night. Now, that being said, bears have not been a problem for the most part. Okay. Uh, that shelter and one or two others is the only place I've heard of bears being any kind of a problem. And I blame hikers on it. I blame people for not hanging their food to begin with and getting the bears associated with the food. Hmm. The one in uh, one in the Grayson Highlands has a bear box. All you have to do is open a box and put your food in. And I've we heard multiple stories of food getting stolen from that shelter. Hmm. By bears. Yes, by bears. Okay, by the bears. Wow, man. Good gracious. Now, now it sounds like uh. I sound like I, I hear a lot of birds and stuff. Are you, are you outside? Uh, I'm in my aunt's backyard. Oh, okay. All right. Your aunt, so where your aunt lives right around there then? Yeah, she lives up in Fairfax. Oh, um, man. It's an hour or so from Harper's Ferry. That's that's pretty cool. So yeah. what what is your family thought? Because I know that this was a little out of the box. This was definitely out of the box for you. Um, what, what is your family thought as, as they saw you start and now you're halfway through? Uh, it's pretty cool. They're, you know, uh, I'm a little behind, so we're all questioning whether or not I'm going to be able to finish, but why is that? Before, How, do you have a time uh, cut off? Uh, before Katahdin closes. Ah, yeah, yeah. If, if we don't, we've been running pretty slow. Uh, we've been taking more zeros, not making the miles. I've been doing maybe 12 miles a day at this point. Most people are doing 20 plus. I see. Um, we're just going, uh, if we continue on the pace we're doing, it'll be December before we got there. So we're going to have to up, up our pace from here on out. But What's your goal? Uh, I want to be, I, I want to be done by the end of September. But you want to finish? Uh, oh yeah. I, I definitely want to finish. Oh man, that's just I, I I'm rooting for you. You're, well, you you you're losing the weight, you're you're getting in better and better shape, I'm sure. And you're man, you're halfway there pretty much. Yep. You like you said just a little short, but you know, it, it it's I don't think it's something you can't do. Just buckle down and start getting it done and uh into September. Is that when the Katahdin usually gets too difficult to to summit? It starts getting uh from what I've heard it starts getting um colder snow ice and i've heard katahdin is a fun hike uh, well yeah it's up there great views you know no trees it, 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 it's epic way to finish i'm sure uh, but yeah uh, we only to end of, by the end of september we only have to average 14 miles a day i think we can mm. do that oh yeah oh yeah you can yeah, i'm sure you could squeeze in another few miles now if you had to yes what has been something that has been um 
unexpected that you didn't realize was going to be out there? Oh, man. Um, only thing that comes to mind is the weather. I knew the culture. <laughs> uh, well, the weather's been uh, colder than I expected. Uh, the new, I knew the culture, but I didn't expect it to be as as much as it was. I definitely did not expect to be hiking with somebody. Uh, I, 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 being a truck driver, I've spent the last nine years pretty much by myself. I didn't expect to really come up with a tramley and a girlfriend. Oh, you're dating out there? Uh, I, I'm pretty, Angel definitely considered a girlfriend at this point. Okay. Does she know that? Yes. All right. <laughs> Dang. All right, Jeremiah. Look at you. What's that uh, like dating on the AT? I mean, at least y'all know each other, each other's uh, nasty side. You know, you're filthy all the time. <laughs> and then some. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, well, I know we're definitely compatible. We've spent 24 hours a day, seven days a week together for the last three months now. So it's like two years worth of dating rolled up into one. No kidding. That's a good point. That's a great, yeah, cause my wife and I's first six months of dating, I think we only saw each other less than three weeks. So, and then we got <laughs> married, you know, we just eloped. So that was, I don't recommend doing it that way. I recommend yeah. really getting to know him first. Um, but man, that's, uh, yeah, that's definitely unexpected to get in a relationship. So, so what has that been like? Has that been, uh, I mean, is that difficult? Is that, that adds this new exciting element, of course. Uh, I wouldn't say difficult. Um, we work well as a team. Um, okay. It has made in-camp easier. We've split up duties. Uh, while she's doing something, I'll do something else. You know, that way stuff gets done easier. Right, right. And we've, of course, argued a few times, but no, nothing ever big. Also, we've dated for four months now and not been on what would be classically considered a date. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you, I will say, though, you know, you've done you've, it's romantic, you know, out there on the AT together, campfires, cooking meals, seeing all these wonderful sweaty. things, sweaty, seeing all these sweaty, wonderful things nasty. for the first time together. <laughs> yep. Yeah, just repulsively gross. <laughs> That's but, funny, man. And her trail name says Angel. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Wow. But we've uh, we've seen more sunrises and sunsets than most couples do in a year. Wow. Uh, we're both morning people. Now, how early is morning? How early is morning people on the AT? Sunrise. What a life! Getting up and going down with the sun. Beautiful. Speaking of that, is something else. She has hydrocephalus, which the ducks that drain water off her brain do not work. She's so uh, being dehydrated is worse for her. Three weeks ago, going up and over a mountain, she got dehydrated bad. That was an interesting. I mean, it wasn't a, an emergency, but it was an interesting experience. What happened? What did you guys do? Uh, we had to stop earlier. We stopped about three miles short of our goal. Um, and she spent most of the night sick, which is always fun on the Appalachian Trail, or always fun when you're not at home. Um, it, it was just, she starts throwing up and other things. 
And it was just a matter of keeping her hydrated or getting her hydrated overnight. But it's added one more thing to think about. Not not really an issue. Uh, definitely not an issue. But And I thought I had packed enough water to keep her hydrated up and over uh, – what was that now? Three ridges. But it was just the it was hot enough and humid enough that she got dehydrated. This episode is also sponsored by CS Instant Coffee, one hundred percent Arabica coffee with compostable packaging. And you can find them at csinstant.coffee and use adventure at checkout for twenty percent off. So you're kinda learning, you know, caring for each other and, and uh you know, you're you're doing things that a lot of couples probably don't have to do at this point in their relationship with uh, survival, first of all, yep. of, the, of the elements and also just things like that. Just totally, un, you know, exploring this entirely new world. Um, yep. So what's a uh, what's an experience you had with 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 you mentioned the people is really what's uh, um, been impactful to you. And obviously a girlfriend is is a huge part of that. Mm -hmm. have you had an experience with someone you could tell us about that was just i don't know maybe gave you chills or gave you this feeling of like wow this this community is wonderful the people that surround this trail is is wonderful there are people that come from out of state to give us food first day out of the smokies 13 mile day i never knew a grilled cheese could taste so good (laughs) There was a couple that had drove down from, I don't remember. It was out of state. They had a grill set up and was cooking food for the through hikers. And just handing it out. Yep. Wow. No, no charge. Here you go. Eat as much as you want. There's been, I don't know, five or six different groups from out of state that they take vacation and come down here and uh, set up basically a picnic for us somewhere. <laughs> one, I don't know where the guy was from. There was one shelter, big shelter. It's an old barn. And all of a sudden we hear, anybody want cold beer or pop? <laughs> wow. Some guy had hiked in with a backpack cooler full of beer and soda. That, it, man, it, it ain't nothing like having a cold drink out there after a long, hot day. Oh, yeah. And then not long ago, um, what town was that? Waynesboro, I think. There's a guy doing shuttle work. The 14-year-old rolled his ankle, sprained his ankle, and we called him up. He said, I'll be there in an hour and a half. Yeah, He had other things he had to do, but he got to us as fast as possible. And then when we got to the urgent care center, he said, go in and ask the nurse how long it's going to be. He came back an hour later, uh, walked in, sat down in the uh, waiting room with us and waited on uh, waited on Gavin to get get out of the doctor. And I think, I think it was ten dollars was all he charges for the ride into town. Yeah. Why? What do you think it is about you guys being out there hiking this that makes people want to come help? I think there are a lot of people that help, and and all over. And I think this is just something I'm getting to experience. Hmm. Okay. Um, That is the best explanation I can come up with. I mean, does it surprise you the amount of people that, that that just take time and money out of their life to to come help you? Yes, come be there. I I didn't realize how often I was going to get food. It has it really threw off my uh, planning. Uh, food that was going to last a week is lasting a week and a half and two. 
sometimes. And it also gives you a chance to, you know, interact with these people, which I'm sure is just heartwarming. Oh yeah. It's great. It's, uh, the first trail magic I got to experience was, uh, just North of Neil's gap, um, which is what 40 miles into the trail. I think, um, come up, sat down, had breakfast and part of my pack fell off and I didn't realize it. I guess just after I left, they found it. And the guy that was running the trail magic hopped in his car, drove to the next gap and left it beside the trail with a note on it. Yeah. Uh, Southern, the p- first part of the trail, they actually have to organize the trail magic. So people don't show up the same day, uh, in some places. Cause there's so many people wanting to come and help out. Yes. The ones that aren't coming out from out of state, most of them are churches in the area, which is not something I would have. Um, it, it's not. I mean, doesn't surprise me that church would do it. It's just not something that I would have thought that they would have. It would have occurred to them. That's interesting. You say that. Um, you know, great the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, which is the most visited national park in the country. I, I know that a big 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 advocates for that in uh back in the day some of the biggest advocates for that were churches churches would do you know pass out offerings and do fundraisers to help you know make money to buy land to make this national park so i i think in that area there is a tradition of it helping people experience the outdoors huh i did not know that i knew the public raised a lot of the money for the smokies i didn't know it was that i'm not sure how many churches but there were there were i i i mean this is all from some uh, stuff i've read a while back but Mm -hmm. from what i can understand there was a lot of churches then again this year i just found out that the vanderbilts i think donated half and i i had no clue that it was anything other than government funded so, so what are you looking forward to the most in the second half of the experience? From what I've heard of the rocks in, the Pennsylv- uh, in Pennsylvania, I'm looking forward to getting out of Pennsylvania. Where is Harper's Ferry? I, That's in Virginia, right? Uh, Harper's Ferry is actually in West Virginia. West Virginia. But it's just one little corner of West Virginia. Um, I've got to go through Maryland and then into Pennsylvania. Um I've heard the rocks in the back, uh, in the last part of Pennsylvania are hot, rough. Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to the whites, I think, next. Yeah, you've got a lot of states coming up, man, and, uh, you know, you're going to be out of the south here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm getting out of the area where they know how to feed you as soon as my hiker hunger is kicking in. Right, right. Hopefully that, uh, that, you know, that southern hospitality is not – only exclusive to the south, but all along the trail. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I've got family up here. I've got to give them a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's funny. That's funny, man. So, so, so you're looking forward to the whites and and getting through Pennsylvania. Um, yeah. What, what What are you most nervous about going forward? The only thing I'm nervous about at all is uh, the uh, making the miles that I have to. And I'm not really nervous about that. I can do it. It's not going to be as much fun, but I can do it. It'll be type. It'll be type two fun. Exactly. I did. Uh, Angel had to go home for a few days, and I. She just met instead of me stopping. She just met me further up the trail. I did three twenty mile days 
uh, in Southern Virginia, I can do it. And so can she. One of those 20 mile days, I'm going to have to go back and do again because I blew through some things I want to spend some more time at. Audie Murphy's Memorial and the Dragon Tooth, both. Uh, I want to, yeah, I want to spend some more time up there. What is it? I know Audie Murphy. I, I you I you posted something about it. and I looked it up. It's a mm-hmm. World War II veteran who was he is just the, a legend. He is the most decorated World War II veteran. Well, he's he is the most decorated World War II veteran. The Dragon's Tooth is a big rock formation with a really pretty overlook. I'd kind of like to go up there and spend the night. It's uh, the overlook is perfect for a sunrise. And I think there were, there was one or two more overlooks that I just I blew past. Well, when you got twenty two hundred miles of hike, you know you can't, <laughs> you just got to keep moving. Sometimes, I guess. Exactly. How does it make you feel to think you're halfway through and you and you know double what you've done and, and it's over? What, how does that make you feel? Oh man, I haven't thought about it a whole lot. It's I can't believe I've done a thousand miles. It just it doesn't feel like it. The next thousand is in an area that I've not spent much time in, so I don't really know what's coming up. Before this, I've spent the, the trail south of here. I've been in the vicinity of the trail several times over the years, so I kind of knew. I don't know what's ahead of me now. Right, but yeah, it's it, 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 you'll be going through different states, different cultures. I'm sure the culture of the trail will remain in a lot of ways the same, um, but you know, weather will slowly change and it may, it's going to be, I'm, I'm so, uh, so incredibly excited for you. Um, but it, it is life after the trail, something you're just not thinking about yet or worrying about. Oh man, I know I'm thinking about it. Uh, I just, I don't know. I still haven't come up with a good plan. I, I drove truck before. I don't want to go back to driving truck. I will if I have to, but I don't want to. I understand. It's really hard to be active when you're working a job that they want a 70-hour week out of you. I have thought about going through some Knowles courses and doing guided backpacking. Yeah. That's one thing. Going back to driving truck long enough to save up the money and uh, buy a hostel has has crossed my mind. It could be a combination of all those things, man. I I knew doing this trip was going to change you you know, forever. And it's just exciting to hear that, you know, moving forward, you want your entire life to be different now. Do you think you're going to jump on one of the other trails? Is it too early to tell? Maybe the Colorado, maybe parts of the uh, uh, CDT and PCT. We'll see. Uh, I just saw a video not too long ago that Dixie didn't even consider uh, doing another trail until after she got off the Appalachian. Yep, that's right. We'll see. But I really, I don't have, I really don't have a desire to hike through the desert. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I may change my mind, <laughs> but the Colorado Trail's been on my mind for a while now, so it will probably be the next trail. And that, and that's uh, for people who don't know, that's about a five hundred mile trail going kind of diagonal across the Rockies through Colorado. Can be done in you know not too long, maybe a month or so. Yeah, uh, you know, two or three weeks for a 
through hacker, you know. Yeah, for for showing this fit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. On a bike, you know, look look about ten days. Did it on a bike one yeah. time. Kicked my butt. Yeah. But, uh, that's an epic trail, man. That's an epic trail. Yeah. So, I'm um, first of all, I'm proud of you and for continuing and and just being in it for the long haul. It's amazing, you know. This is is on the, so many people's bucket list, and two thirds of the country live within a day's drive of somewhere along this trail. So most of y'all listen and probably live close by, and you know, it, it it's calling a lot of you. What would you say to someone who I know we mentioned it a little before, but what would you say to somebody who? Who wants to do this but just doesn't doesn't feel they can? You can. You can at least try. Half, I think, don't make it past the Smokies. Either don't make it past the Smokies or don't make it to Hot, Spring, Hot Springs. Um, I can't remember which. I mean, if you try and fail, at least you've tried. Uh, yeah. There are... There are people out here that have had heart attacks. There are people out here with all kinds of health problems. I am not the only overweight person that started the trail. I've met several others that lost a lot of weight out here. There is a, a hiker. I would love to know where where he's at. He was an older gentleman. We spent the first night in the first shelter with him. He said, yep, I'm going to get up the next morning. I'm going to hike to the next shelter and kick back and relax. The next shelter was a mile and a half further on. I would love to know where he's at now. Wow. But yeah, he he had no desire to do big miles. He was just out there to enjoy himself. And that's what's important, man, getting out there and having fun, you know? It is. I've Well, the, the trail is what you make it. I started off with people that was out there to have fun. There's there is a couple out here that they saved enough up. I think they're taking five years off of work i think is if i remember right there is the other day i met a german girl that was on a visa she was doing it oh man she was doing 45 miles a day to get through before uh, she had to go back to germany that's crazy yeah that's like record-breaking attempt (laughs) yeah miles right there uh what the record the oldest is 83 and i the other day i heard rumors of a 87 year old that was out here i think this year now i i I wasn't able to find any confirmation on that one i don't know but i've met multiple people in their 60s and some in their 70s one guy, a big inspiration, uh, is one of the guys we hiked with for a while. He was 65, wearing mountain boots. The you know the heavy, ultra heavy duty, like five pounds a piece boots. Oh yeah. A 50 oh, man, what his pack was 55 pounds, and he was keeping up with us. I, I saw a guy that used trekking poles. Um, that was a. Uh rebar he used pieces of rebar as his trekking poles that were i think 15 or 18 pounds each oh my god and he carried it the whole way <laughs> it was on display in some uh near the beginning of it on the south side holy cow well he had good arm muscles by uh, time yeah or, or they <laughs> ruined his joints i don't know one of the two <laughs> one and he didn't have to worry about being attacked by anything no no <laughs> long as he could pick it up and swing those bars around, he was fine. Yeah. Man, Jeremiah, I appreciate this. I'm going to get this out quick um, because I know 
you know, if we wait a month, it'll be diff- you'll be even further down the trail, of course. So I'm going to try to get this out as soon as we can. And, uh, man, I appreciate you being on and telling us about your experience so far. Congratulations, well, you know. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I, I just knew that uh, – I'm just proud of you, man. I know we just – it was a lot of apprehension early on when we first talked – and I know there's so much to get ready when when you're doing something so big and out of the ordinary. So, congrats on on making it happen and, and putting one foot in front of the other day after day. Oh yeah, you'll uh, have to get Travis to come back uh, east and uh, do my final interview uh, in person on Katahdin. Hey, <laughs> might be a little windy. <laughs> hey, but he he's a, he's on the trailer, so uh, or he's he's got the camper, so he can go where home is where he parks it. So. Oh, I know. It's uh, I followed him before I got on the trail, and I followed him as best I could after uh, out here. So out there, yeah, yeah. Every time you get some of those internets, you get to check up on them, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, Jeremiah, congrats again, and uh, looking forward to following the second half of the Appalachian Trail for you, man. All right. Well, you have a nice day. All right, you too. Stay, stay warm. Eat food and. Uh, Keep it up. Definitely. All righty. All right. All right. See ya. Bye. Well, first of all, thank you so much for listening to this episode. It really means the world to us that you want to spend your time with us. If you'd like to help us further, please just leave us a review on iTunes, share us on social media, tell your friends about us. You can become a patron, a supporter of the show for $5 a month at patreon.com slash adventure sports podcast. And if you know somebody that would make a good guest, reach out. We're always looking for good adventure and outdoor stories. And lastly, thank you to our sponsors whose messages follow right now. Athletic Brewing makes the best non-alcoholic craft beer. Go to their website at athleticbrewing.com and use the code in our show notes to save 15% on your first order. After all this adventure talk, if you're needing some gear yourself, but you need some advice before buying, go to backpacktribe.com where you can ask questions to the owners who have experience with all the gear as well as all of it for sale right there on their website.